What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the James Marshall Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing my top 10 NBA players of all time, top 10 college players of all time, and top 10 coaches of all time NBA and NCAA. So, let's get straight into it. Um, before I actually get into it, though, please consider hitting the subscribe and turning on notifications just so you know when my next podcast comes out, because I know a lot of people keep saying, like, when is your next one coming out? So, just turn those notifications on so it notifies you when the next podcast comes out. Okay, let's get straight into my top 10 NBA player rankings. So, number 10 all-time is Hakeem Olajuwon, greatest defensive center of all time, two-time NBA champion with the Rockets in the two years Jordan was off. Uh, He won MVP, Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, two-time Finals MVP. Um, And I think... Uh, Olajuwon is a two-time MVP. Number nine, Tim Duncan, two-time MVP, three-time finals MVP, five-time NBA champion, all with the Spurs with Greg Popovich. uh, Number eight, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, most dominant center of all time. He won MVP. He won four uh, championships. He won three finals MVPs and two scoring titles in the NBA, meaning he Averaged the most points that season. Um, Number seven, RIP Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. 25 points per game throughout his career. Five-time NBA champion. um, MVP only once somehow. uh, Two-time scoring title and two-time finals MVP. Again, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, Number six, Larry Bird. He is a three-time MVP with the Celtics. Uh, Three-time champion. Um, he averaged 24, 10, and 6, so 24 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists for his career. Uh, incredible numbers. Uh, he and Magic Johnson dominated that 80s era um, leading up to Jordan in the 90s. So, yeah, he, he could be t- uh, higher. He could switch with Magic, but I put him at 6 for this list. Uh, number 5, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, most points all time, most unstoppable move all time in the skyhook. Um Possibly the best college player of all time. You'll have to keep listening to hear that. But six-time MVP, six-time NBA champion, and two-time finals MVP. So he played for the Bucks and the Lakers. That's where he won uh, all of his championships. Number four, Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, he averaged 20 uh, points, 11 assists for career. So putting that into comparison, uh, actually LeBron, leads the NBA in assists this year with 10.6, and he averaged 11 for his career. So he averages more than the top player this year, so that's crazy. And he's three-time MVP, three-time finals MVP, and another five-time champ. Number three, this is probably the most controversial one, but I have reasoning. Wilt Chamberlain, number three, uh, third-best player of all time, he averaged 30 points and 22 rebounds for his career. Averaged 50 points in a season, which is a record. Averaged or had 100 points in a game, which is a record. Uh, the next closest is Kobe with 81. He's a four-time MVP, two-time champion, uh, finals MVP, 11-time rebounding champion. So he had the most rebounds that year, 11 times. Seven-time scoring champion. He had the assist championship. He won the like one year he had the most assists per game in the NBA. Uh, and he had 45 games of 50 points or more in one season. Uh, to put that in comparison, 
Michael Jordan had 39 games of 50 points in his whole career, and he's the next uh, closest. So 45 uh, 50-point games in one season for Wilt, and um, the next closest is Michael Jordan with 39 for his whole career, which is crazy. So um, second, obviously, that here's the big debate, LeBron or MJ. I, ha- I think my second-ever podcast was uh, about discussing that. I said MJ was the best, so LeBron comes in at number two. Um, probably, maybe, definitely the most well-rounded player of all time. Four-time MVP, three-time champion, uh, three-time finals MVP. Uh, he only had one scoring championship, but he's a well-rounded guy. Um, he never won Defensive Player of the Year, but was 27-7-7 for his career, so 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists for career. I mean, he could ha- be- end up having the most points all time because of his insane like phys- physical condition at 34 years old. And he he could become the best all time depending on um depending on how many championships he wins and how the rest of his seasons go, but for now it's MJ. And I think he, his legacy took a big hit cuz he could have won another championship this year with the Lakers and that was a um yeah, that was a big hit for him, but, you know, he's LeBron, so he might just come back next year and do the same thing. Um, uh, next is MJ, of course, number one, four-time MVP. Six for six in the finals with six finals MVPs. Ten-time scoring champion, which I believe is the most all-time. 30 points, six rebounds, and uh, five assists for his career. Um, he's one of only two players all, uh, all-time to average 30 points for his whole career. Um, six-time finals MVP, I already said. Uh, one-time defensive player of the year. So he actually was an, a great defender. That's wh- um, one of the reasons why I put Jordan over LeBron. Um, yeah, if you just watch The Last Dance, it'll probably just tell you all of this. The, it's the ESPN documentary that's ten parts. Um, six parts have come out already. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It just shows the greatness of Michael Jordan. Honorable mention is Bill Russell. And I feel bad for not putting him on. I just think he wasn't good enough of, like, a scorer. He was a great rebounder, great defender. I just think he had a lot of pieces around him. So he's would be 11th. He's honorable mention. 11-time NBA champion, 5-time MVP. Um, he's he. If I had to make this list again, I might put him back on. But... Yeah, also tell me your NBA top 10 in the comment section. So next is top 10 NCAA men's basketball players. Coming in at number 10, it is Larry Bird, who averaged 30 points and 13 rebounds for his, uh, I think, I believe, two-year career at Indiana State. Um, He won Player of the Year one of those years, um, and he led Indiana State to the national championship game where they faced off versus Magic Johnson, uh, which is actually the uh, most watched NCAA basketball game ever. Um, Indiana State, he led 30 points, 13 rebounds. That is just incredible. Larry Bird is at number 10. Number 9, Oscar Robertson. He played at Cincinnati for three years and averaged 33 points and 15 rebounds with them. He would end up uh, going uh, on to the NBA and averaging a triple-double in the NBA for a season. So not uh, unrealistic for Oscar Robertson, but he was incredible in college. Comes in at number nine. Number eight is Danny Manning for uh, Kansas. One-time national championship. Um, 
three-time Big 8, which is the Big 12 before it became the Big 12 MVP, and uh, one-time National Player of the Year, uh, maybe best player in Kansas's history. He had to make the list. He's at number eight. Number seven, Pistol Pete Maravich, um, greatest scorer, college scorer ever, 45 or 44.5 points per game um, in his college career, all-time college leading scorer. Um, the only reason he's number eight instead of like number one uh, is he played at LSU, which back then didn't have any competition. So, yeah. Um, number six, Patrick Ewing, three-time consensus um, All-American, two-time Big East Player of the Year, four-time Big East Defensive Player of the Year. So every year is in the Big East, he won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, one-time champion, made it to the national championship game two times, and uh, one-time NCAA Player of the Year, one of the best all-time uh, for Georgetown. He's now the coach of Georgetown. Number five, MJ, greatest basketball player to ever live at number five. Only, he could be higher if he stayed another year at UNC. I think if he stayed another year at UNC, he's definitely winning. Or he's definitely winning uh, maybe another national championship, definitely winning player of the year, which would be a second, and he might even be number one. But right now he's number five. In three years, he won a player of the year, ACC player of the year, a national championship, uh, ACC Rookie of the Year, and in his rookie season, he had a game-winning shot versus Georgetown in the um, in the national championship. Uh, number four, Bill Walton from UCLA. He won two national championships in three years, um, two Player of the Years, two-time NCAA Tournament Player of the Years, uh, and he uh, he only stayed three years. Probably the best three years ever had by a college player. Um, number three, this is very unpopular, but Ralph Sampson, I believe, is uh, third best. 7-4. The guy's 7-4. In four years at uh, UVA, he won Player of the Year three times, which I don't think has ever been done before. Um, three-time ACC Player of the Year, three-time Consensus All-American, three-time NCAA All-Region, and no championships. That's why he's not number one. He would be number one if he had, like, three championships instead of zero. But he never ended up winning the uh, the big thing. So you got to dock him for that because he was not a clutch time player. So number three, I think, for Ralph Sampson. Number two, the Dookie, most hated basketball player probably to ever live, Christian Leitner. He won player of the year, two-time champion, three-time All-ACC, and he hit that iconic um, full court pass, free throw line, jumper to beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight and to go on and win the national championship. Uh, you could argue he would he's the best college player to ever exist, but I put him at number two because number one is Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who averaged 27.16 rebounds, two-time player of the year, three-time champion in only three years. Um, so I said Bill Walton had the best three years um, ever as a college player. I misspoke because Lou Alcindor had the best. Uh, Two-time player of the year, three-time champ, as I already said, and three-time All-American and hands-down greatest college player ever, played at UCLA for John Wooden. And he would go on and change his name to Kareem and have a great NBA career. But in college, he was the best ever. So when 
honorable mention, which it's kind of funny how this happened, but Bill Russell, honorable mention once again. He was a great player at uh, San Francisco, so which is which is not even a like in contention for a top college these days. But back then, when he was there, they were. Okay, now into my last bit, which is top 10 coaches. And I didn't make a separate list for each one. I made a combined NBA and NCAA list. So at number 10, we have Jim Beheim, 44-year coach for Syracuse University. Only one national championship, so that's why he's at 10. But one national championship, five Final Fours, and 1,065 wins, which is second all-time. Only two coaches ever to pass uh, 1,000 wins, uh, one-time Coach of the Year, and four-time Big East Coach of the Year. Number nine is Bob Knight, who is not the most liked person ever, but is just an incredible coach, and he was an incredible coach. Um, and he falls a lot on these lists because the media just doesn't like him because he was not a- incredibly nice to them. So if you ever see a list, just know that Bob Knight's probably getting docked if you ever see, like, a coaching list. But I'm not docking him right here when I put him at number nine. I think he's definitely a top ten basketball coach all time, three-time champ, three-time coach of the year, uh, five Final Fours, and 899 wins, which is third all time. Uh, number eight is Red Auerbach. He was the Celtics coach during uh, probably – the greatest dynasty, uh, one of the greatest dynasties in the history of sports, definitely in basketball, which is 11-time champion as a coach, three-time champion as an executive, which is a combined 14 championships, is most all-time. He won executive of the year, and he didn't win any coaches of the year because that award didn't exist back when he coached. I bet if that did exist, then he would have won it maybe every year. So he might even be a little too low at number eight. Number seven, is Pat Riley. He's the um he was the coach for the LA Lakers, New York Knicks, one of the best coaches of all time and one of the best executives of all time as well, which is why he's number seven. He is a four time champion as a coach, two time champion as an executive, and a one time champion as a coach uh slash executive. Um which is in all seven um and NBA championships and he was also a player at Kentucky and a good coach at Kentucky three-time coach of the year so if you combine coach and executive and coach and executive uh he is seventh best all-time so number six uh UNC and Kansas coach Roy Williams three-time national championship national champion nine final fours two-time coach of the year uh four-time Big 12 Coach of the Year and two-time ACC Coach of the Year. 885 wins, uh, uh, f- fourth all-time. He's the fastest to 800 wins all-time, and he's about to pass Bob Knight to be third all-time. He could even end up passing Jim Beheim. Uh, you could argue he's uh, uh, maybe even a top three coach all-time. Uh, yeah, Roy Williams. Can't really say anything bad about him, except for the fact that he didn't build his own program like a lot of these other college coaches did. And that's why I have him um, as the fourth best uh, college coach instead of up there with, like, top three, top two, and even the best. I, I think I put a high value on if someone built their own program. So 
yeah, go, just going to number five, Phil Jackson, the Zen master himself, also pictured in the last dance, 11-time champion as a coach. And, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you, bad you could say about the guy. Comes in second year as a coach, as a head coach of in the uh, in the NBA. Wins a national championship, given he did have Jordan and Pippen, but it's still impressive that he could win uh, six championships that quickly and then win another five with the Lakers in a short period of time. He's only a one-time coach of the year because people just didn't believe that he was that that good of a like it wasn't that good of an accomplishment for him for, to win with the players he had, but he got it done. And yeah, that's why Phil Jackson's a top five coach all time. And number four, in my opinion, the greatest NBA coach all time, Greg Popovich, who's a five time uh, NBA champion, three time coach of the year, and has never missed the playoffs since the first year he was an NBA coach. So first year with the Spurs, he uh, did not win or he did not make it to the playoffs, but every year since then, he has made it to the playoffs, and it's been, he's solidified the Spurs as a top 10 team pretty much every year since then, won five NBA finals, and yeah, I think there's, again, nothing bad you could say about Greg Popovich, most consistent coach, NBA coach of all time, and he was about to miss the playoffs this year, but conveniently the season got canceled, so his streak is still alive. So number three is Dean Smith, who is a two-time national champion, 11-time uh, Final Four uh, appearer, four-time Coach of the Year, eight-time ACC Coach of the Year, and 879 wins, which is fifth all-time. In Back in the day, they did not play as many games, so uh, he could definitely have over 1,000 wins if they played as many games as they do now. But, yeah, Dean Smith Dean Smith is an amazing coach, built the UNC program from the ground. That's why I said I put a high value on coaches that build their own programs, like Bob Knight did at uh, Indiana, uh, Jim Beheim did at Syracuse, um, and the next two coaches, I will say, also built their own programs. So, yeah, Dean Smith, legendary coach, also rest in peace, uh, one of my favorite uh people in sports ever so number two I have John Wooden the, the name the face pretty much of college basketball he was built the first real college basketball dynasty 10-time national championship 12-time final four appearer of course was before the coach of the year uh, thing existed but number two he built the uh, UCLA program out of the ground, had some of the best players to ever live. And coaches still use his game plans and his styles today. And he just really laid the uh, the groundwork for the rest of the coaches and the rest of college basketball, really, forever. And number one, which I am sad to admit, he is the greatest coach in basketball history, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, I mean, as much as I hate him, you can't deny his greatness. I mean, five-time national champion, a uh, national champion, twelve Final Fours, three-time Coach of the Year, five-time ACC Coach of the Year, one thousand one hundred and fifty-seven wins, which is the first 
all-time, which is the best all-time. I mean, he is the best all-time. You can't really argue with those numbers. All you can say is he doesn't win as many ACC regular season tournaments as, like, Roy Williams does, but pretty much every other stat favors him. Again, Duke program was nothing before him. He built it out of the ground. Military background built Duke out of the ground. And, yeah, I mean, I I just can't put him any lower because that would really be sliding him, even though I did not like him because I'm a UNC fan. Okay, so that's going to do it for today's podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, let me know if I should do more of these lists in the future. And see ya.